Hey everybody, this is So Heidi, and you're listening to the Successful Fashion Designer Podcast. We all know that the fashion industry is brutally competitive and it takes loads of hard work to get ahead. The problem is that everyone's secretive and tight-lipped about their ways. After working as a designer and educator for over a decade, I wanted to help break down those barriers and bring you valuable knowledge from industry experts, and this show is exactly where you'll find that. Whether you're trying to break into the fashion world, make yourself more marketable, launch your own label, or become a successful freelancer, we'll help you get ahead in the cutthroat fashion industry. Welcome to another episode of the Successful Fashion Designer Podcast, and I'm super excited to share this awesome interview with you today. I am speaking with Kate Norcalunas, who is an unbelievably driven and hardworking young woman who landed her first job after college. She actually got the job offer the day after she graduated, and she is here with us today to tell her story. Now, Kate did not have things just fall in her lap. She applied for tons and tons and tons of jobs, and she went on tons of interviews. And in the interview, she's going to share with you, you know, what are some of the things she did to stand out, why she got certain opportunities, things she did to her LinkedIn profile to make herself look more professional. And it worked because here she is. It's about a year later since we recorded uh, that she's been working at this brand at her first job. And uh, she is going to share with you all the details about that. She's also going to give you a glimpse inside of what it looks like being an assistant designer. What are some of the tasks that you're actually going to be doing um, and how you can prepare yourself for that first job. So, so many great lessons and insights that Kate has to share. I'm really excited for you guys to hear them. As always, thank you so much for being here and listening to the podcast. I appreciate each and every one of you. And before we dive into our interview, I want to tell you about all the other resources that Successful Fashion Designer offers besides the podcast. So interestingly enough, the podcast actually came fairly late in the business. Um, we started, essentially I, <laughs> started out creating tutorials on Illustrator for Fashion and tech packs and things of that nature. And I've got hundreds, literally hundreds of free tutorials on all that type of stuff. Illustrator, tech packs, all the things you need to get your first or second or fifth job in the industry. I've got a ton of free books as well on landing your dream job, portfolios, all sorts of stuff. And the point of this is not to tell you all the little things I have to offer, but to let you know that I've realized some of you are listening and you've only just found out about me through iTunes and you think that we're just a podcast and that's my fault because I have not told you that we do so, so much more. And so here's what I want to do. I want to make sure that you get all those free resources. And so I put together all of my best free stuff just for you as a podcast listener. And this stuff is massively going to help you get ahead in your fashion career. Again, it's absolutely free and I would love to make sure you get it right now. So here's what you should do. Take 30 seconds. Hit pause on this episode and go to soheidi.com slash email. That's S-E-W-H-E-I-D-I.com slash email for instant access to my best free stuff. All right, dive in and enjoy all of it. Please, please, please. Okay, for access to the show notes, to reference any links or anything we talked about in this episode, you can scroll down wherever you're listening. And now without further ado, let's jump into my interview with Kate. Welcome, Kate, to the Successful Fashion Designer Podcast. Can you please start out by introducing yourself and letting everybody know who you are and what you do in the fashion industry? Yeah, um, I'm excited to be talking with you. Uh, my name is Kate Narcolunas. I am a assistant designer for Untuck It. 
Um, I do men's and women's uh, for the company. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I just, this is my first job, first real job in the industry. And I'm really excited to be, uh, be in it, I guess, you know? Yeah, that's super cool. So, um, what's your background? How'd you get started? Did you go to fashion school? So I, my first two years, I did six years total in college. Um, my first two years I played softball at Florida Southern, um, I was stu- studying human movement and performance, um, which is kind of going into like physical therapy. Mm. And then I realized that like, this just wasn't something I wanted to do for the rest of my life. Um, I was always interested in art in high school and growing up. My dad works for Adidas. So like for, for most of my life. So I, I was always kind of just like in the fashion industry. And I think that just, that was just something like that was in the back of my head. Yeah. Um, so after two years at Florida Southern, I transferred to Marist College in Poughkeepsie, New York, uh, where I studied fashion design and kind of fell in love with it. Yeah. What did your dad do at Adidas? Did he do, was he in the design department? Um, No, he was in product development and still is. Okay. But still, that's still, I mean, it's, it's close enough. It's, it's within the fashion. Yeah. He's not like an accountant there or something. No, no. Like we, we traveled a lot and lived a lot of different places um, growing up, uh, lived in, Herzogenau, Germany, where their headquarters are, and lived in Washington State um, for a little bit because their headquarters are in Portland. And then two summers ago, I did an internship at Reebok uh, for shoes, and their headquarters, Reebok and Adidas, are they're in Ho Chi Minh City, Vietnam. Oh, wow. What was that experience yeah. like? You know, it's just like a totally different culture over there just a totally different place like if i i would recommend anyone going there if they have the chance um the people the food like everything is just so interesting and amazing and the experience that my internship experience experience itself was just amazing like i learned so much from everything from like the start of a design and the concept all the way through to production so it was just really cool to be in the factory and like seeing how everything worked in the fashion industry. Yeah. How did you get that opportunity to do the internship with Reebok all the way over in Vietnam? Um, so again, my dad works for Adidas and he kind of pulled some connections, pulled some strings. Uh. And I think that like, <laughs> that's like, that's, that's important, you know, in yeah. any, in any industry. So, yeah. um, whether you take advantage of it or not, you know, but I definitely took advantage of that experience. It okay. was great. Gotcha. Wow, that sounds really cool. I Yeah, I've been to Vietnam once um, to some factories there, and it is crazy. Did you ride a, a scooter while you were there? No, I, I will stay. Ho Chi Minh City is crazy. Yes, there, it is. There really is no rules there. Like, people are <laughs> driving on the sh- on the sidewalk, yeah. like, the other direction. It's crazy. So I was like, I cannot get on a scooter. <laughs> I don't want to rent a scooter. I don't want to be, yeah. like, in that mess. Yeah. No, I totally understand. Very cool. So when was that? That was, what was that during your junior, senior year in college? That was the summer before my senior year of college. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And then um, you did your senior year and when did you graduate? I graduated last May. Okay. So just about, so it's April, just this, this episode will go live um, a little bit later after we're talking. So just for reference, everyone, it's April of 2019. So you graduated about a year ago. um, Yep. And when did you get your job at Untuck It, where you currently are? Um, I got my job in 
I started applying, actually started applying for jobs in November. I was um, just kind of nervous about everything going on. And there was a couple of apprenticeships at Adidas and Reebok that I, were, that I was applying to. Yeah. I didn't end up getting them, um, which is, I think it's for the better. You, you look back and you're like, oh my gosh, like I, I wanted that so bad, but I love being in New York. So I think that um, <laughs> this is kind of like meant to be. Yeah. And um, I... I applied for Untucket right before. Oh no, I applied for Untucket probably around this time last year, and then I got the job um, a day after graduation. And oh, I was like wow. so stressed because <laughs> my two best friends had graduated the year before, and they got their jobs before graduation. Oh. And I was just like, I I can't move back down to Florida. I'm, I'm <laughs> I've lived in Florida most of my life, so like I my home base is there. And I was like, I can't move back to Florida. There's no fashion in Florida. So I have to get a job like in New York city. If I like, I, I just need one. And, um, I got the job right after graduation, which was just fantastic. Yeah. It was a really good feeling. And I'm just going to be blunt here. Did your dad pull any strings on this one? No, he didn't. Okay. No, okay. no, no, no. That's good. That's good. I like to hear that. Um, yeah. Because I yeah. think that like getting your first job after college can be really, really hard when you only have internship experience, which is what you had. Yeah. And so, um, you know, what, how did you present yourself for the opportunity and why do you think you got it? Like, what did you, what did you put out there um, that impressed them? I mean, it's going to sound like really corny, but you have to be hungry for like getting <laughs> something, you know what I'm saying? Like you yeah. need, I, I applied to so many and actually like untuck it was, I think my third interview that day. Oh my gosh. Um, and I had, I had been interviewing for probably like, I, I got a lot of interviews I think within that two week period of like getting untuck it. And um, I just was applying to everything. It didn't really matter. I studied women's fashion in school mm -hmm. and I do mostly men's at untuck it. Yeah. Um, so it's just a different, I, I like that it's different than what I studied, but like I'm, I'm learning so much. Um, and I was just hungry to get something because I, like I said before, I couldn't go back down to Florida. There's not really an option. There's not, there wasn't really a choice. I had to, yeah. I had to get something. Yeah. Um, so just for everyone listening who might not know, can you tell us in a few sentences about Untuck It and what you guys actually make? Um, Untuck It is the, the shirt that's supposed to be worn untucked. Um, oh, it's gotcha. kind of like the big, I, I feel like it's a big, like, thing in the industry at least for men because yeah. it's just new like uh j crew is kind of doing their little offset of it and um we're seeing like other companies do it too which is kind of fun because they're gotcha. like kind of copying us now yeah uh, so, so, it's you, fun. so you studied women's and then here you wind up getting a job with a brand that's like men's untucked button-down shirts which is like quite yeah different um yeah like what uh, and then you also said you got a lot of interviews, which is amazing because even if you don't get those opportunities, I think that that experience to practice is priceless. So I'd love to hear a little bit about that. But prior, before we get to that, like, why do you think you were standing out and getting all these interviews? Because I've heard from a lot of designers who are like, they can't even get interviews. They send out a hundred applications or, you know, whatever. Um, what, do yeah. you, what do you think you had done to stand out or, or maybe not even to stand out, but like, what had you done? What was your process? What did your portfolio look like? Um, well, my portfolio, I brought my, I brought my portfolio and my resume and hard copies of everything that I've done just to be ready and, um, prepared, you know, yeah. but honestly, my, the first couple interviews I did, 
I was so nervous. And I think that that's <laughs> like, it, it reflected, you know? Sure, um, for sure. And I, and like I said before, Antaka was my third interview that day. So by the time that I got there, I, it's not that I, it's not that I didn't rule it out or didn't want it or anything like that, because it's a great company and I love working there. It's, I was just so relaxed at that point because I had already done two before. Yeah. And I think that it's just getting into your flow and, and the two people I interviewed who are now my bosses, we just connected and it was so nice to like have that connection right away yeah. because the way that someone's talking to you and the way that like you're getting their, their positive energy, it's going to reflect on how you speak and how you're excited. So, yes. um, yeah, my two, the, my two bosses now, they, they were so like high energy and it was so the conversation was easy and it was flowing. Um, it didn't, it didn't really feel like an interview, Yeah, which was I think was them, important. Yeah. Was one of them Bjorn? Um, what Bjorn, I met with Bjorn, I think my third interview with Untuck It. Um, oh, whoa. okay. But it we'll get to that. Oh, wow. I didn't know you went through okay. that many. I just, I wanted to bring it up because, um, Bjorn we've had on the podcast. He was actually episode number one. I don't know if you realize that. So Bjorn is yeah, the, yeah. the design director at Untuck It and he was on episode one of, of the podcast. So we'll link to that in the show notes so everybody can listen because he has some great advice. Um, so I just wanted to make that reference, but, um, Okay, so so we'll get to the three interviews because I want to hear a little more detail about all those. Um, but I think something I really want to point out and sort of emphasize for everyone listening that you said was like, you know, you went on those first two interviews and so then by the third one you were just so much more relaxed. And I think you almost have to do some interviews as like a warm-up or a practice or something. You can't just expect to go on one interview and then there's so much pressure for this one dream opportunity. You're just going to crumble. I mean, some people might not, Absolutely. but most people, <laughs> I would, you know, it's so much pressure. Well, so, especially coming out of school and you're not like really used to it, yeah. you know, like, I mean, I had to get interviewed for my internships and it wasn't like, it wasn't handed to me on a silver platter. You know, like I say that my dad like pulled shrimp, but it wasn't handed to me on a silver platter by any means. Right. Um, but it wasn't like getting your first job. Like it was, there was so much pressure in that yeah. too. And like trying to get a job by graduation. So when I interviewed with, um, with Adidas for their apprenticeship that turned into a job, um, that was in November and that lasted, the interview process there lasted almost three months. Oh, because wow. it was so far out. Yeah. Um, so I, I think I got to I got to the last round. And by that last round, it was like a Skype interview. And it was just so awkward because the, the camera wasn't working <laughs> and my sound wasn't working. And I just I, I felt like I just totally like blew the entire interview because I was so caught up with what was happening like with technology uh, with technology yeah. yeah and then my and then my next phone call was like the same kind of thing I was trying to talk to her on the phone and the call kept dropping uh. and I just didn't know what to do like it was just like I felt like it was awful but honestly it prepared me for all the other interviews I was like you know what that was my dream job coming out of school like I had been I've been wanting that um the also because like my dad worked for and works for Adidas like that's why I wanted it so yeah, bad yeah. um but I just like you it's almost a reality check you're like okay maybe this isn't what I needed you know maybe this there's something else for me and yeah. there obviously was which is which is all positive yeah no that is super positive um okay so I want to hear about the three interviews or maybe there's even more but before that um how like what before you got the opportunity to do all these interviews with Untuck It and these other various brands you mentioned, um, 
you know, where where were you applying to jobs and what were you doing to stand out? Were you just like blasting your resume and cover letter and portfolio out? Or what was your process actually like? And why do you think you were able to turn so many of those applications into actual interviews? Um, yeah, I, I don't like now it's like kind of like so far back um, <laughs> that like I don't even remember the brands that I, I mean, I probably find them on emails um, saying like, oh, we want you in for an interview. But I think that honestly, I just went on to like those, I went into Indeed, LinkedIn posts mm. so many jobs mm. all the time. And it's so easy because you can do like the um, LinkedIn apply, like where you have your resume uploaded. Mm. And I, I cleaned up my LinkedIn too, you know, like you can, you can um, have people promote you for your skills. And I just made sure that my LinkedIn looked like clean so that oh. when people viewed it, um, there was, there was something there, you know? So did you reach and out to I was people sending, and ask for like promotions on LinkedIn and for them to endorse you? Um, yeah, I like, I kind of asked like my friends and my professors and yeah. I was just like, I'm just trying to make my, make my LinkedIn profile look a little bit more professional. Yeah. Um, and I, and I put my, one of my portfolio, like, pictures on LinkedIn too, to like kind of give a little creative side to it. Okay. Um, yeah. So I just, I don't know. I, I kind of went crazy on LinkedIn. That was, that (laughs) was my, uh, that was my, but my place (laughs) to find, to find a job. Yeah. Is that where Untuck It wound up coming from? I think it might've been (laughs) or, or it was indeed. I'm not, I'm not sure. Yeah, that's fine. I'm not, I'm not sure. But either way, I think what you did with your LinkedIn profile, like taking the time to make it professional and get some of those endorsements or I'm I'm not sure what they call them endorsements or recommendations. Yeah. I think that's, yeah, I think it's endorsements. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I would imagine had something to do with it if you did get a lot of response to that and having the visual aspect too, especially in a field like fashion right there directly within your profile. So, um, it's really quick and easy for them to see at a glance. I'm sure had a good impact. Yeah. And then we also had, um, like an internship coordinator just for the fashion students at Marist too. So like I was pretty close with him and I reached out by his contacts too. So I was just kind of using all of my, all of my contacts and, or, and mostly I was doing it by myself because I it, getting on a computer and having access to all of these platforms is huge. You know, like yeah. I, I don't know how, I don't know how I, this might sound naive, but I really don't know how people got jobs like 20 years ago because <laughs> I like, it's so easy for us to type in to the internet, like fashion jobs, you know, the fashion yeah. design jobs and, yeah. and multiple sources and multiple, multiple ads come up. So, yeah. Well, they sat down with a newspaper and a red pen, and they went through all the pages yeah. and circled them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, we'll get back to this episode in 20 seconds. But real quick, did you know that the SFD podcast is sponsored by you? We don't interrupt your listening experience with ads and instead rely on your support. There are three ways you can do that. One, tell a friend about the podcast. Two, sign up for the email list at soheidi.com slash email. That's S-E-W-H-E-I-D-I dot com slash email. Three, write a review on Apple Podcasts. Thanks so much for supporting the SFD podcast. Now back to the episode. Okay, cool. So, um, so you mentioned you had three interviews with Untuck It. Tell us a little bit about you know what each of those was like and how they were different. So you said the first one was really casual, and you wound up having really good rapport with the people you met with, just good energy and conversation. Yeah, um, the first one was like I said, easy great conversation. Um, 
I came in really prepared. Like I, at that point I had finished my senior collection at mm-hmm. school and I had shot my photo shoot. So I had this like book made. Um, so they hadn't seen that yet. And I brought my portfolio in that matched my, that matched the book of photos. And they saw that with, um, in, in that interview, which I thought that that was a great thing too, just to bring something else because I didn't, I didn't even know that they were going to ask that question. Like if you have any other like pieces of art or like anything you else want to show. And I, and I had that prepared, which was great. Um, and then my second interview, actually my second, yeah, my second interview was with Bjorn. I, um, I had brought one of my collection pieces in that I had made, um, just to kind of show him. I made this, uh, collared shirt, uh, cropped, uh, thing to go over a dress and I thought it was like appropriate because untuck it is like collared shirts and even though it was women's I thought it was like relevant to what I was going in for yeah. and then my third interview was again really casual and I just met with um, with one of my bosses now just again like it was just one-on-one and it was it was good okay so most of them I mean other than showing your portfolio was really just sort of chatting and getting to know each other and obviously maybe talking a little bit about processes and things like that um but yeah. it sounds like each of them was wound up just being a casual conversation just sort of getting to know each other yeah and I and I think that that's like the most important thing like I I feel like most of the time companies and this is advice that my dad gave me um most of the time companies just want to make sure that like you can communicate and you can be like, like, I don't know that you're like a person, you know, like you're not just like, you're not just this like thing, like on paper, you know? Yeah. yeah. So. And so how long after your third interview, I know you said it was the day after graduation, they offered you the job, but how long after your third interview was that? Do you remember like a week? Or? Um, I think the whole process was about, three weeks maybe a maybe a month um but it was it was maybe it seemed like it was longer but I don't I don't know I think it was pretty quick because I found out that that sounds pretty quick yeah um I I think they were really looking for someone which was which was good for me because I was really looking for something too so (laughs) you're like I'm not going back to Florida I need this job (laughs) no no, I need this job I was like I refuse to refuse to leave the state of New York without a job yeah Um, and so then when did you start I started June 18th okay so like how long oh wait no wait May yeah, June 18th, yeah. Okay, so you had a little bit of time after graduation to start. Yeah, so I think I graduated the 18th, and then I went home um, just to bring my stuff down, like the stuff that I didn't need. Okay. Uh, because, you know, New York uh, City apartments are, are small, so yeah. I brought I brought a lot of things down that I didn't need, and then I, I came back up, and I think I had about, like, four days to get settled in, and then I started. Yeah, do you remember what your first day was like? How, how did you feel? Oh, I was so nervous. I was so <laughs> nervous. Um, I was just like, I am not meant to be here. You know, oh. you, you kind of second guess yourself. Why and I'm just you like, oh, my like God, that? like, I don't know. I like, I'm, I feel like I'm a fairly like confident person. Yeah. And I just felt like, oh, my God, this is my first like, big kid job. I'm in <laughs> New York City. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. But like, I'm excited. I, I was just really eager to learn. And I and I think that, um Bjorn knew that and and my boss Lamont and my boss Joachim all all knew that I was really excited to learn especially something that like I didn't study in school yeah um okay so you're really nervous and then how did it wind up going 
it went it went fine you know like it just it's just another just jump right in there there's so many so many things to do you know and that's what I think that like people people view this like industry as glamorous but like there is like so so much so many things like winding wheels that like turning things that have to go into making one men's shirt you know like you don't you don't even realize it that Talk a little bit about that, because there's a lot of people listening. Um, There are many people that are very experienced and understand the process, but a lot of our listeners are new to the industry. They're trying to get in for the first time. They're thinking about maybe going to school or not, and they may not understand, like you said, all those moving pieces and parts. So tell us a little bit about what that looks like behind the scenes and like what some of your roles and responsibilities are. Uh, Yeah, so I'm responsible for doing like a lot of the tech packs at untuck it. Um, and just, you know, just I'm, I'm a yes person, especially at work. Like I, I want to, I want to be like, if you have something to give me, I'll do it, you know? Yes. And I, I don't something big, something small. I don't mind because it's all a learning experience. And mm-hmm. I think that that's something that like people can take away from because you, especially in this industry and to get to know people and, you, you have to be this like person that wants to do things and be positive, even if it's like the smallest and no one's going to like applaud you for it task, you know? Yeah. And, and that's, and that's fine. Um, but you definitely have to have this positive attitude every day because it isn't glamorous. You know, it's not like you're, I don't know, Michael Kors. It's not, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's not like you're like this big designer, like Tori Burch, you know, you're not, you're not like that. You're, an assistant designer working in a working for for a job. You know, I I don't know. Yeah. Okay. So so you guys have some designers who create the collection and then pass it off to you, and then you turn those into tech packs. Is that sort of how your process goes? I mean, very simple. Um. Yeah. We. But. Yeah. I like. I think our process is more. Um. We have. I don't know. It's like it's kind of. I'm trying to like make it a small like process but it's it's not that it's not like that you know it's more <laughs> it's more complicated yeah. than than that but we choose colors um and then when we get when we buy like each style or whatever style we buy then those get passed off to me and then I create tech packs um and then it starts all over for every season and yeah. and it's great and I've been and I've learned and I've learned a lot and there's a lot of things that I learn I've learned and I'm still learning but I didn't learn in school you know like what kind of things like like just building tech packs and and what goes into them like we were so hands-on in school um creating patterns and making our own prints and doing all of these really creative things so okay so interesting but you're getting to learn you're getting to learn so many amazing hands-on skills of like the nuts and bolts of how products get made, which is very technical yeah. at the end of the day. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And then are um, you involved in, sorry, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I was just going to say, so you do the tech packs and then um, are you involved in any part of the process after that where, you know, maybe lab dips or knit downs or approvals from, um, I guess you would have yeah. hand looms and knit downs, but um, where approvals come in from the factory and you sort of get to review some of that stuff and do you get to play with, play with some of that stuff? 
Yeah, um, I do a lot of the approvals too. It kind of is a process between yeah. um, me and my boss, and I'll we'll we'll get the approvals and the lab dips and all of these things, and um, then I'll sit there. And if we have if we have to match colors, like I'll match it to the book that we have, um, or if we have to match zippers, like it's it's this like long, fun process from where these ideas come to fitting the actual garment, and having first yeah. and second and third fits, which is which is really fun. Yeah. So um, for people out there listening who don't know what a lab dip is and don't really, um, you know, haven't been exposed to the process of why do you need to match the zipper? Um, can you talk a little bit about that and the importance of the color of all those different pieces and parts and what that actually means? Yeah, I mean, it's it's really important, especially to like the the palette we make for the season and what's, what's trending in the industry. Um, and we take that really seriously at Untucked because we want like our men to look like they know what they're doing, I guess, you know, <laughs> yeah, like, it's, sure. I, yeah, like, I, I don't know. So, um, yeah, we, we always try to just stay on trend with what colors are like big for men's styles. And, um, it's, it's a really fun process to go through that too. And that's something that I'm getting more like involved in now, which is, which is really fun. Super cool. Yeah. And I think, you know, just to sort of, um, emphasize that a little more. So the lab dips are like the swatches of fabric that come in. It's like, is this the color you want? Or is this the color? And there's subtle variations, but it matters. And then as far as like matching zippers or buttons, you have to compare that trim to the actual fabric you submitted to make sure it's quite the right shade. It's not too blue or too yellow. And there's so many tiny nuances when it comes to color, um, and at the end of the day, all those components have to match up so that when you create the finished product, it looks like it's all the same color. If it's supposed to be, if it's all yeah. supposed to be red buttons on a red shirt or what have you. Um, but I think yeah. those are a lot of the little things that like someone like you or even in a, a you know, an associate role does that a lot of people don't even think about that it needs to be done, which is fair because you kind of don't learn this stuff until you're out there in the wild doing it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I like... I didn't start really looking at garments um, when shopping until I was in school, like in fashion school, because you don't realize all the components that go yes. into a garment. And, and I, and I don't think that like we, I don't think anyone would unless they're in this industry, you know? Yeah. So um, it's fun to, it's fun to see that even like at work too. We, we take it really, we take it really seriously and we want, we want our shirts to look really good so we, we can make, we can make men and women look good. Um, and yeah, we, it, it's just crazy to think like we'll be looking at buttons or we'll be looking at zippers and, and people are like, Oh, like that's all you do all day. It's like, no, that's not (laughs) what we do all day. But like, it's, but it is a big part of what we do. You know? Yeah. And doing tech packs and all the little stuff that like, you don't think about. It's not just make, it's not just sort of visualizing this amazing design and then poof, it happens. And how far and how far we work ahead. Yeah, talk a little um, bit about that. You know, that. like, we're working on fall 2019 now. Or 20, sorry. Yeah, fall 2019. Our, our tech packs are going out for that. So we're, we're, in, we're starting spring 2020 um, in a couple weeks, I think. Yeah, so, so about it's a like year we're working. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's a, it's um, a big lead time. Yeah, it is, which is just crazy i mean like you don't you don't even realize how these like trend forecasters do it about the colors and <laughs> silhouettes and shapes but like we are we are working ahead yeah um 
and it's always and it's on a it's on a clock too like it's a it's a race to meet the dead to meet the deadline all yeah, the time it is always a race and you've got a lot of moving pieces and parts and people you're relying on and it's a big challenge yeah do you find um one of the parts of your job is doing a lot of follow-up and tracking stuff to make sure everything is lining up um not not for me necessarily okay, gotcha. i mean there are there are things that like i have to follow up on like like for example approval comments like if if factories don't get back to us in time and we need things and I'll then I'll shoot an email to them um but that's not really something that I that I touch on okay so on not a daily totally basis. part of your job okay gotcha no gotcha. yeah so now you've been there almost a full year well first congratulations I mean your first job right out of college the day after graduation that's so exciting um yeah really exciting yeah like what are some of your takeaways from the first year like what are some of the biggest things you've learned or or just tell us a little bit about what the journey's been like um, yeah, it's been, it's been interesting. I mean, I think it's all been really positive and I, I'm just blessed that I had the opportunity to get so many interviews to land a job, yeah. uh, coming out of school because I know it was really hard for, for some people. Um, and I just think that the biggest takeaway was being able to learn so much, um, that I didn't already know. Yeah. And that doesn't have to necessarily do with just like being in like men's, but like I said, there's so many things that I didn't learn in school. Um, and working with so many different people too, being able to, to work with, um, merchandisers and per people in production and just like, I don't know, get, getting to know so many different interesting people. And you do realize, and you do start to realize how like, kind of small the fashion industry is too you know like there are so many connections where like a lot of people know certain people and you're just like wow like I didn't realize that all these people all had all these connections you realize how small the world is and and the fashion industry so it's been it's been cool yeah and so I imagine you're maybe already thinking about the value of some of those relationships and contacts absolutely absolutely yeah. building building relationships and and contacts is is I think huge for just like your journey in life. So, yeah. um, always try to, always try to keep a good attitude and, and to never build a, or burn a bridge. Yeah. I love, yeah. I mean, yeah, you are wise beyond your years. I will tell you that, um, for whatever young age you are, um, it is not often you hear people, um, at this stage sort of talking like you are. So, uh, big kudos to that. You will definitely go far. Um, Thank yeah, you. Yeah, of course. And I would definitely also just like to sort of reemphasize one other thing. Um, you know, I have done hiring and I can tell you from the other side of the table how much it means to have someone who, like you, is just really excited to learn and do a good job and is a yes person and is willing to figure it out no matter how mundane the task is, especially in that first entry-level job. You need someone who's going to have that attitude and who is excited to learn, and I can just hear that in your voice. So I can imagine, yeah. I mean, you know, getting the interviews is one thing, but then sitting in the interview and that coming off in your character and just the things you're saying you people can sense that and I'm I you know I would bet I you know who knows we could ask Bjorn but I would bet that that's one of the biggest reasons they hired you yeah I mean that I, I don't I don't really know what to say but like yeah I'm, <laughs> I'm hoping that 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 like my attitude comes off positive and that like yeah. people can 
people can smile when they talk to me. You know, I think that is really important. Yeah, I love that. I love that. Um, Well, what is next for you, Kate? I mean, I know you're still at Untucket, but like, you know, what are some of your longer term goals within the industry? Honestly, like, I I really don't know. I think living in New York City has kind of, I know it's such a fast paced (laughs) city, but like, it's kind of slowed me down a little bit, you know, because I've realized that like, I don't need to I I feel like I've had this checklist of everything that I want to get done and whatever, like just all organized. But I just realized that I'm so young that like, I just need to, I just need to slow down and relax and like really enjoy what I'm doing right now. And as much as you need to like fight for what you want, I want things to come kind of like organically, you know, like I don't want to have to, I don't want to have to like push for something just because I want it so bad. And I think that, that's coming off of um, not getting Adidas, you know, like, I Mm. I think I wanted it so bad that it just didn't seem organic anymore. And I I wouldn't apply to something that I didn't think was right for me. And like, I think I I also applied to so many things before Untucket that the next thing that I do, I want it to be something that, um, that I really, really want to do, you know, and I, I wouldn't, I'm, I'm happy with where I am. And um, all the people I've met that way. And I think I've learned so much that I kind of just want to stay put for now. Yeah. Um, but I'm not really sure with long-term goals I have. I just kind That's of okay. am li- living, you yeah, know, I'm no, just, you're I'm enjoying just embracing moment. it and taking it all in. Yeah. You're in a great place and you're loving New York and you're in this great job and you're learning a ton. So yeah, ride that wave for sure. Enjoy. That. Yeah. I love it. Um, well, awesome. Uh, where can people connect with you online? Is, is LinkedIn good or do you have Instagram or website? What do you prefer? Um, LinkedIn is great. Uh, okay. Kate Norcalunas and Instagram as well. It's okay. just Kate Norcalunas. Okay. Awesome. I'll link to both of those in the show notes. Um, so people can, can connect with you and, uh, I will, in the interview with the question I ask everybody at the end, and that is, what is one thing people never ask you about working in fashion that you wish they would? Oh, I, okay. So when I was listening to your other episodes, <laughs> I was thinking about this question because I'm, I have no idea what I'm going to say. And I'm like, I don't want to steal someone else's question or someone else's answer. I'm like, I can't do that. Oh. I honestly have no idea. Um, Oh, gosh, I don't know. Well, let me give you a little cheat here because um, I, I sometimes rephrase it in a way that that makes it a little easier to answer. Um, and often we cut this part out, but maybe we won't cut it out in this one because it's fun and casual. Um, let's say you're having coffee or cocktails with some friends who don't work in the industry. What yeah. is like something that you would love to share with them? But like maybe they never really ask you. Like, what would you just love to tell them about about your job or or the fashion industry? Uh, I don't I don't know. Oh my god! Because all of my friends work in the fashion industry, so when oh, we go out for drinks, we all yeah. So we like we all talk about like our work day and like yeah. what we're doing and yeah. like. So I don't I don't have friends <laughs> that don't work in the industry. Okay, well then we'll rephrase it. What do you guys nerd out on? Um. I guess fittings, you know, like just like seeing new, yeah, fittings, like seeing (laughs) new products come in and you're just like, okay, like this is really, really cool. And, um, yeah, this, because they work, they work in women's, Uh my two best friends. So we kind of just like have different things to like talk about whenever we, whenever we do talk about, um, 
what's going on like in in our in our neck of the woods oh my god i love that you guys nerd out on fittings that is so fun <laughs> yeah i mean we used to do that in college too like i just oh. think fittings fittings bring things to life you know yeah. and you just like see it in a new perspective so oh, um so cool. i think it's so fun that's super cool. Well, thank you so much for sharing your journey and your story and all your lessons learned. And again, a really big congrats on where you are already so quickly in your career. Well, thank um, you so much. Yeah, I'm sure you're going to go very far and, and you're very hardworking. And I appreciate you taking the time to chat with me today. Yeah, thanks so much. I, I, I had so much fun. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Successful Fashion Designer Podcast. And thank you so much to my husband, Mark, who handles all the tech editing and makes the show possible behind the scenes. I appreciate all of you for your hard work. As a quick reminder, Successful Fashion Designer is way more than just this podcast you hear on iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you're listening. Uh, and I want to make sure that you get access to all of my best free resources to help you get ahead in the fashion industry. You can do that right now by heading over to SoHeidi.com slash email. Again, that's S-E-W-H-E-I-D-I.com slash email. And I will send you all my best free stuff on Adobe Illustrator, tech packs, portfolios, finding and landing your dream job, freelancing, and so much more. All right. And quick reminder, if you do want to learn about any of the references and resources mentioned in this episode, you can check out the show notes wherever you're listening by scrolling down. Thank you so much again, and I will talk to you in the next episode of the Successful Fashion Designer Podcast.